So one of the gates that definitely uh, current in our lifetime is this mental health gate. So right after Jesus told them that he was going to give them the keys of the kingdom, uh, I like how Jesus does things because he's like, he was the best teacher and good teachers take after him. After you teach the lesson, right? If you ever been a teacher and had to do lesson plans, right? They have what's called uh, a teacher input. Then they have guided practice. Then they have independent practice, right? And so he teaches you. He gives you guided practice. Pass by the fig tree. You saw him do it. Hello? Anytime you're training somebody, there's three ways to train anybody. We tell parents all the time, did you train them? They don't watch this right. Did you train them? I told them I told them how to watch. That's not training. Somebody say amen. If you don't know how to train, write these things down. Number one, I do it, you watch. Hello? We do it together. Right? You do it, I watch. If there's any corrections, we do it all over again. That's how you train anybody. And that's what Jesus did. They were with him. They saw him use his faith. They saw him curse the fig tree, right? And so then he told them, he said, now listen, if you have the God's kind of faith, you can do the same thing. Right after he tells them that he's given them the keys to the kingdom, what happened? Now they have a time for independent practice. He goes to the mountain. And while he's on the mountain, there comes a man with a son who has mental health issues. He's harming himself. What? Yeah. Trying to hurt himself. You know, we call that in mental health, I mean behavioral health, we call that self-harm. Right? He was self-harming himself. Come on, let's look at it. Matthew 17, are y'all still with me? I'm not with me. Let me get over there. Matthew 17. <laughs> sometimes pastors be saying stuff about they sometimes. You know that? Look at verse 14. And when he came to a crowd, a man came to him and knelt before him saying, Lord, have mercy on me for it. my son is an epileptic. Epileptic in the Bible? Yeah. Mental health. A lunatic. And suffers terribly. He often tries to harm himself. Falls into the fire and into the water. It's a spirit trying to drown him. Now brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Look at 17. Said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear you? Now, you got to understand, he had just given them the keys. In chapter 16, told them whatever they bound on, Earth will be bound to him whatever they lose, right? So this, this boy needed to be loose from the power of the enemy. But they tried, but they couldn't do it. Why? Because they were underdeveloped in their faith. So Jesus rebukes the demon in verse 18. He came out of the child instantly, healed the child, and when the disciples came to him privately, why could we not cast him out? He says, because of your unbelief. For truly I say to you, if you have the faith, 
as a grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing, everybody say nothing. nothing. Everybody say nothing. Nothing shall be impossible, but this kind does not go out itself by prayer and fasting. I talk to so many Christians. I'm having a hard time. Won't nothing change. Won't nothing. And I always ask them, have you fasted and prayed? Mm-hmm. Have Popeye's chicken sandwich, though, on Tuesdays. That'd be good. No, but how bad do you want what you want? Somebody say Amen. And it's apparent we don't have anybody in here suffering from the addiction to fast. There's no fasting addictions in here. But the Bible says, come on, somebody, including the pastor, right? But the Bible says when you're up against impossibilities and you want your faith to work, come on, somebody. Husbands and wives come to counseling. Oh, we can't make it. We done tried everything. It's just not working. Have you fasted 20 days? Have you fasted for your wife? Everybody say faith is the key. Yeah, he said this time, this type of thing only comes out except through prayer and fasting. And watch this. Jesus didn't have to go nowhere and pray and fast. Hello? He did it. He preloaded all his fast. Y'all remember when he did? In the wilderness. Come on. He, he went 40 days because he knew. Come on, somebody. He was going to have to have some faith and some power. Hello? That's why we preload the year. You know, most churches, they go on a fast at the beginning of the year. And we still can't get everybody to get on there and not cheat. Come on, somebody. But we're trying to help you because we know challenges are coming. Everybody romanticizes the, the uh, New Year's Eve. Woo, it's going to be a better year. Woo, more for, double for your trouble. This year, all this stuff we say. But no trouble is coming. So we got to fast and pray. So our faith will be strong when we enter in these situations. So one of the gates of hell is mental illness. There's nothing more tormenting than a person that is going through something on the inside. I don't know if you ever had a loved one that was going on, going through something on the inside. I mean, if, they, if it was a sprained ankle, you could wrap it. Come on, somebody. You could soak it in Epsom salt. If it, if it, if it was something where, where they had a limb, you could tie a sling and, and help support it so it wouldn't be painful. You can give them an Advil. You can, you can, you can put them, let, let them, let them soak in some, 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 a warm tub with some, with, with, with some alcohol in it or some vinegar or something. But, but y'all, when it's on the inside, when that tormentor on the inside is nothing, you feel like there's nothing you can do. If you could reach in there and help them, if you could reach in there and help rearrange their brain, you would. If you, if you could make them feel okay and, and, and they're there with you and you know that, you, that you're not going to let anything happen to them, but they suffer from anxiety, that they, they, they're afraid. But what are you afraid of? I'm right here, but there's nothing you can do in the natural. Y'all, you need faith. You need one of the keys of the kingdom that you can release them and set the captives free. How many of y'all want faith that you can move mountains, not just for you, but for other people? So remember, you know, at the beginning, we're talking to you about moving your mountains, right? But look how Jesus applies this. 
He applies this. He said, no, if you have faith, you can speak to the mountain. And he was referring to of other people. When somebody, This man had brought his son. They couldn't move that mountain. So we need faith, come on somebody, to bombard the gates of hell. So the gates of hell will not prevail against us. That means anything we encounter, we either had a victory over. And so often we outsource everything to the experts. And they can't cure it. They can medicate it. They can teach people how to cope with it. But only Jesus can set the captives free. Somebody say amen. How many of y'all want to get in training camp with your faith? So go ahead and get you a car on, on your faith. Go ahead and get you a BMW. Go ahead and get your dream house. Go ahead and get everything to start your business on your faith. But y'all, that's elementary stuff. If you didn't even start it there, go ahead and let's get started. Somebody say amen. But the end game is setting other people free, moving mountains for other people, doing what we just did for Claudia Ramirez because it's all God is already working on her behalf because we used our faith. Somebody say amen. And if you didn't use none of your faith, I have faith enough for everybody because I believe what God has said. Somebody say amen. The gates of hell cannot prevail. But we got to learn how to use the keys to the kingdom. All right? So let's go back to faith 101. All right? What is this that Jesus says we can do Remember what he said. He said, I'll send you if you have faith unto a mountain, you will say. So first thing I want to point out is your faith says something. I'm going to put it in the reverse. Whatever you're saying is your faith speaking. <laughs> what does your faith say? My arthritis. Oh, yeah, you're going to have it then. What, what are you saying? Trying to catch the food. Why are you trying? What you're saying is your faith speaking. I ain't going to never have a good man. You probably won't. <laughs> what you're saying is your faith. So he said, if you have faith, you will say. I'll turn it around. Whatever you're saying reveals where your faith is. So one of the things that you got to do is change what you're saying. Irregardless to what you see, somebody say amen. Irregardless to what you see in the natural. Listen what he said. He said because your faith was little, you lack trust and confidence in the power of God. The power of God is found in the word of God. Many of us don't know what the word of God says or promises. But if the word of God promises, and I'm going to talk about even in this mental health thing, the Bible, do you know the Bible promises you peace? Jesus say, my peace, I bequeath to you. I leave it to you in a will. It's my will that you always be at peace. It's my will that you never have to go through. It's my will that you can always sleep at night. It's my will. That's God's will. The Bible said that Jesus is the prince of peace. He's the king and the administrator of peace. He lives in the realm of peace. That's his will. Somebody say amen. And we not only can work in the area, in the commodities of all things natural. Y'all, I can lay my hands on somebody and give them my peace. Because that peace is divine. 
Jesus gave it to me. Remember what he said? Freely you have received, freely what? Give. He wasn't talking about money. You know, pastor used that scripture about money. He was talking about going and, and, and healing the sick and giving sight to the blind. He said, freely you receive this power, freely give. That means don't charge nobody to get in the healing line. Somebody say amen. Don't charge nobody for prophecy. Don't charge nobody for, come on somebody, a prayer cloth, right? He said, freely, you got it freely, give it freely. So the church ought to be the biggest dispensers of peace. Church ought to be a peace dispensary. I come in confused, but I leave at peace. Me and my wife come in arguing, but we leave hugging and kissing. Somebody say amen. My children come in acting unruly and disrespectful, but they leave, come on somebody, with some respect and honor on them because we, we give peace. Remember, we're the church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail. So whatever the gates of hell brings, we, we bring the counterpart. If the gates of hell brings confusion, then we bring peace. If the gates of hell bring poverty, we bring prosperity. If the gates of hell bring sickness, then the church brings healing. Somebody say amen. And the way we dispense it is through our faith. But back to faith 101. Because I know I saw your eyes get bright when I talked about your cars and your house and stuff. You, you, come on, we can, we can get over that. We can get through that. Somebody say amen. If you're still not there, we're going to teach you. But it's only training ground for the real fight. Somebody say amen. That, that's all it is. So he says, listen, I assure you, if you have living the faith the size of a mustard seed. So a lot of times people talk about a whole lot of faith. You don't need a whole lot of faith. You just need some faith. If, if you got a little faith, just a little bit. He didn't say if you, if you had mountain-sized faith, you can move a mustard seed. Come on. <laughs> he said if you have mustard seed faith, you can move a mountain. This is what he says. If you have a little faith, mustard seed is the smallest seed there is, right? It's very small. You will say to a mountain, you will say, you will say. If you have faith, you will say to the circumstance. So one of the things that you got to do is you got to use your faith to speak to the circumstance. And that's something that we don't do. We, we use our mouth to talk about the circumstance. But how often do you speak to the circumstance? You ever heard crippled people speaking to their bones? I'm talking about a crippled person. You ever heard a crippled person speak to their bones? Like people, I mean, they do real. Have you ever heard that? That's why we don't see more healings, right? And people, those people, they want pity and stuff. And, I mean, I think they should be on the top of pity list. But pity's not going to heal them. He said, if you have faith, speak to the problem. Come on, somebody. Whatever problem you got going on in your body, start speaking to it. Hello? Your joints and stuff lock up? Speak to your joints. Your blood goes high, speak to your blood. What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I tell my blood every morning. I say it, mama. It's, in, it's one of these books I got from Charles Cowell, but and I learned to do it. I, I say my blood pressure will be perfectly 120 over 80 every day. 
Tell your blood what to do. How many people on high blood pressure ever spoke to their blood? You never thought about that. But you take two high blood pressure medicines every day. You never thought about doing what Jesus told you? I mean, just, just by the odds, you know, if you did it a hundred times, maybe it worked 20 times. I mean, just even start trying to do it. He say, speak to the problem. Husband and wives can't get, get along. It's always confusion. Why don't you stop cussing them out and start speaking to the spirit of confusion? People don't do that. They want to cuss each other out, knock down, drag out. Why don't you start speaking to the real problem? It's the devil. Somebody say amen. Start with me. I'll bind the devil. I'm, you, you calling me the devil? No, I'm talking about the spirit behind your crazy devil. In the name of Jesus right now. Not talking to you. It works every time. Don't it work, Jim? I be talking crazy shit. I bind that devil. Oh, you call, I ain't the devil. I ain't talking to you. She keep on. She keep on binding the devil. Amen. 30 years of marriage later. Somebody say amen. You got to speak to the problem. See, y'all, Christians, we, most of us, this is faith one-on-one. This is faith one-on-one. We like to talk about the problem that's causing you. We like to talk about what happened. Talk to the problem. We've heard the whole thing say, we keep telling God about our mountain. But we need to tell the mountain about our God. But not only tell the mountain about our God, do what God told us to do about the mountain. You know, he used to have them songs, I'm coming up on the rough side of the mountain. Why? You can, you can come up on the rough side if you want to. Lord, give me the strength to climb the mountain. He would give you the strength to climb it. And he said, my dear Lord, them angels, God, are they, are they stupid? You told me to move the mountain. It's going up the rough side of the mountain. Doing my best to make it easy. What did Jesus say to him? Do you remember the scripture? Obedience is better than sacrifice. We love the sacrifice. Hello? <laughs> Just do plenty to say. We like, Lord, beat my brains out. Beat my brains out. Beat my brains out. No, he don't want to beat your brains out. He, he, wants, he wants you to speak to the mountain. But it's something about getting our brains, brains beat out by the devil that we got a testimony. Hello? Yeah, he cut my leg off through diabetes and I'm still hopping along, but you know, I'm, I'm going through, I'm going through. Amen. But what about speaking to it? You can speak to anything. You can. Y'all, when I ain't have money and my car's just breaking down, I used to speak to it and tell it to come on. And it would come on. I've done that before. I've spoken to other people's cars and made them come on. Just lay hands on them. Wouldn't, wouldn't work. People, that, I was, when I was young, I was just crazy with the faith stuff. You know? People broke down, can't get it started. And I say, name Jesus. Okay, go ahead, crank it up now. Man, I done cranked it 20 times. Crank it up now. They get in and crank it. 
Man, how you do that? Man, the Lord. Speak to it. Speak to it. Speak. You see me do this? Yeah. She saw me do this. I'm so glad people be here to see that can witness. The people like, that ain't never happened to nobody. Yeah, it'll work. Somebody say amen. Speak to whatever you're speaking to, whatever, whatever the obstacle is. Jesus said, if you have faith, you will say. You will say. The very fact that you haven't been speaking to your problems tells you how much faith in God and the word of God you have. You rather talk about your problems. You rather get a gang Christian to cry with you and be pitiful. And sometimes we need that. Sometimes we're not we're not we're not uh, kicking down what just happened with our, with our with our church member that came back. No no no. Sometimes you need that embrace. Sometimes you need that prayer of agreement. But what I'm saying is, many times we opt out for just talking to somebody, just what we call venting. Venting about a problem, but venting about the problem will not solve the problem. Somebody say amen. So he says, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? You ever picked up a pile of bills and just say, be paid? I have. And they be getting paid. That's crazy. I'm going to stay crazy. That don't work. You're too late to convince me of it. You ever pull out your wallet and just say, be blessed. Here's a concept of faith on one. Speak to inanimate objects. You teach some new age stuff. No, I'm not. This is what Jesus said. And he said, nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing. You can take nothing and create a business if you got faith. Just start speaking to it. I've been in a situation. I didn't know what to do now. I said, Lord, just send me the right people that know what to do. Send me the people right now. I call them from the north, south, east, to west. I call them right now in the name of Jesus. Do you know there's a scripture that tells you you can do that? Okay, let me see. Y'all don't know. I'm just teaching this. I'm not going to preach this today because y'all not going to let me preach because y'all sitting there like a monkey in a new tree. Y'all don't know me. That's okay. That's all right. We're going to help you. We're going to help you. All right. Mm. Let's go to Psalms. No, let's go. Psalms one hundred seven and two. This is the scripture I use. So the more scriptures you have to back up what you're saying, the more powerful it is. Because not only are you saying something out of your mouth. You're saying what God has already said. So look at look at this. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord do what? No, hold it in. I praise God on the inside. Right? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. And watch this. Gather them out of the east, from the west, from the north, and from the south. 
That's how some of y'all got to our church, because I confess this. I said, Lord, bring me church members from the north, south, the east, and the west. And that's where y'all come from. Oh, you live, you live Baytown, don't you? Yeah, we got people from Baytown. From Pittsburgh, we got people from North Carolina. That's the east, way over there. Come on, my mama live over there by Harvey Airport. That's the south. Hello? Got a lot of people living in Kingwood. That's the north. Hello? We get them from everywhere. And I ask God, I say, send me people. I'm not good at stuff. Send me somebody. I say, they, they somewhere. Somebody say amen. They, they somewhere. Aren't they somewhere? Send them. Send them. And he sends them. Somebody say amen. You can create something out of nothing. Start speaking to the carnal directions. You know, witches do that. They do. They teach that in wicked and witchcraft. They speak to the elements. You know where Satan got that from? He got that from the church. The devil can't create anything. He only uses the principles that God has already established. Somebody say amen. And the church, we back here, I'm just going through, y'all. I'm going through, child. Why are you going through when you can speak to the problem and you can call the solution from the north, south, east, and west? Speak to it. I keep forgetting about this. I know some of y'all say, I keep forgetting about it. Yeah. Start talking to the problem. Talk to it. Whatever you want, speak to it. Somebody say amen. I never wanted fancy cars or nothing. And then God started giving me Mercedes. So I said, I said, God, what? He said, well, I want you to have them. So I started calling the Mercedes I wanted. I said, Lord, I don't know where it's coming from. I know I'm going to get it. And it started coming. Come on, somebody. The opportunities and the deals and the money to get it, it all came together. See, Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor in the heavy late. Y'all, we've been laboring for stuff. We've been trying to get stuff. We've been working hard in the flesh, trying to get stuff, works of the flesh. That stuff don't work, and it's tiring. I mean, it's that back-breaking work we be doing, trying to get somewhere, two and three jobs, trying to do something, trying to get it off the ground. But God, Jesus said, I will give you this principle. Jesus said, listen, nothing, go back to that scripture. He said, nothing shall be impossible for you. Whatever it is that is on your plate, whatever it is that you got to do, Brother Andre, whatever it is for your business, stop, stop talking about, I don't have this and I don't have that. Can't nobody, do you know somebody can give you a food truck? Do you know somebody can find you with a food truck and ask Sister Nellie, do you know somebody that need a food truck and can get it to you for free? God can do anything. He's got eight billion people on the planet. He don't just use saved people and church people and spirit-filled people. Sometimes he might use a white person, a gay person, somebody that's wicked, but tell them to bless you. He said, if you give men, she'll give. He didn't say save men. He didn't say righteous men. How's the wealth of the wicked going to transfer to the righteous if the wicked don't ever get a righteous nothing? 
Hello? Speak to the mom. Just speak to her. And if, you, if it's something that you don't have, consistently speak. Where the faith people call it daily confessions. Daily confess. Right? Because God daily loads us with benefits. So daily, remember, he said, give us this day our daily. There's daily stuff that God wants to give to you. But you got to daily ask for it. You got to daily confess it until you get it. That takes discipline. So stick to it. Right? You got to daily confess my wife. You got to daily confess my husband. You got to daily confess my degree. You got to daily confess your business, your house, your car. You got to talk about it and walk in it before you ever get in it. Now don't stand, no, don't stand right there. What you talking about? No, bro, that's where my car is. There ain't no car right there. No, that's where it's going to be. Yeah, I don't want nobody's walking right there right now because I'm believing for a car right there on that cement in my driveway. And I believe I receive it and I confess I have it. Car come to me from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west. God, you can use anybody. Tell a mountain to move from here to there. Y'all, are my, you, ever, you ever seen a mountain? Like we come from the Appalachian Mountains from the east. We just drive through mountains, right, Mount Tennessee, all of that. Y'all, you can't do nothing with no mountain, though. <laughs> mountains don't be moving. Like this, mountains don't move now. But Jesus said, if you have faith, you can speak to a mountain. And tell it to get out of your way. And it will. And he said, nothing will be impossible for you. So this impossible mindset that we have. Let's go back to other people. Mental health. The things that we're bombarded with. You know, I saw, the Lord showed me another thing about mental health. Um, today, when I, was, when I was thinking about this, uh, Luke 16 and 19, you know, there was a certain man who was rich. He was clothed in fine linen, fair sumptuously everywhere, every day. And there was a beggar, a certain man, Lazarus, which lay at his gate full of sores. You know, he was homeless. And, you know, the homeless population have a lot of mental health because they're out there in the elements, they, you know, whatever. And I thought about this man, Lazarus, he could have had some mental health issues. He's laying out of the gate. He's sick. You know, dogs licking his sores. And sometimes, y'all, as Christians, we see that. And like, it's just like overwhelming. Like, man, what can we do about that? Like, can we, can we really get this person? Can we help them? You know? But y'all, Jesus said nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. And that's the gate of hell. That's part of the gates of hell. It's dealing with mental health in other people or some of us ourselves our own children 
And y'all, there's nothing wrong with it. And we have a counseling and take them to counseling and, and all that stuff and get the diagnosis or whatever. But at the end of the day, after you've gotten the diagnosis, you take that diagnosis, you take that in your prayer room and you say, now God, I got authority over this and I command this to take his hand off my child. Off my friend. Off my neighbor. Off my husband. Off my wife. In Jesus' name. And I command peace to come. You can speak it. See, it's easy when you're talking about stuff, right? Cars, right? Everybody get excited. But but it goes down when you start talking about that inanimate stuff, that stuff you can't see. Y'all, we got more power in the spirit realm than we do in the natural anyway. The natural is just practice. Can I show you one more thing? So faith is like what money is in the natural, okay? Faith can get you anything that you want, anything, spiritual or natural. But in the natural, you know, money is like, like y'all, if you got money, everything in this three-dimensional world is pretty much dominated by money. I mean, really. Not because it ain't the will of God, nothing like that. Yeah, if we had the three point something million dollars, 2.8, we'd be in a new building right now, right? We have it in the spirit, but it needs to manifest. By more people standing and becoming pledged people for the building fund. Everybody want to clap when you talk about a new building, don't nobody want to pledge. But that's a whole nother sermon. Money, that's all you need. Anything that can be manufactured, anything that can be made, anything, you can get it with money. Is that true? Any kind of car, you can get it with money. It, wanna how, oh, I want my dream house. The only thing standing between you and your dream house is money, right? You and your car that you want is money, yes? You and the clothes that you want is money trips, you know. How many people never been to Hawaii would like to go to Hawaii, right? Now, unless you got a fear of flying or sailing, the only thing standing between you and Hawaii is what? Money. All it takes is money. And most of your physical dreams can be fulfilled, right? Because money is the currency on the planet. You see something you want, money get it. I want a robot that'll wash my dishes and rub my feet. Y'all, you got enough money these days? You can get that. Along with other stuff I heard these days, right? Sex robots, all that. All you you need is some money. That's all you need. You got enough money, you can get it done. Well, it's the same thing in faith. Faith is the unseen currency of the spirit realm. Anything you need, you can get it through faith. Somebody say amen. So there is a spirit world, okay? Y'all remember, some of y'all don't, some of y'all, this is the first time you heard it, but there was a prophet named Elijah in the Bible, and there was an army, great army, 10,000 people came against him. They were going to seize him. They were going to kill him because he was uh, giving the king 
supernatural information, uh, his king's supernatural information about an opposing king. And every time the opposing king got ready to do something, he would tell his king what was going to happen, and they would defeat the opposing king. So they said, well, where's this coming from? It's coming from this prophet named Elijah. So he sent the armies. Well, so if we take him out, then we can win. So they, they sent the armies down there. And, and Elijah's servant got nervous because he went over and saw all these armies. Elijah never looked up. Like, man, Bishop, there's some people out there. They're going to kill us. <laughs> he said, no, they're not going to kill us. He said, there's more with us than there are with them. <laughs> he said, listen, I don't know what you're talking about, but we surrounded and we're going to die. <laughs> All right? And this is 2 Kings 6.16. He said, do not fear there, there are more with us than, than are with them. And then Elijah prayed to the Lord. He said, I pray that you open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his servant's eyes and the young man, and he saw, and behold, a mountain full of horses and chariots of fire were around Elijah. These were angels. Now here's the point that a lot of people miss. Were the angels created when he said, open his eyes, or were they already there? Yeah. It's already there. Your victory is already there. It's just unseen. It's just like cell phone signals coming through this room. It's unseen, but we know they're here, right? Because we're picking up cell, we got Wi-Fi signals, all that stuff is unseen. If we could see over into the realm of microwaves and television waves and cellular phone waves, we see a whole bunch of stuff in this room, right? But we can't see it, but just because we can't see it don't mean it's not there. Well, faith brings into bear what's unseen, but is still there. Somebody say amen. amen. And y'all, I'm going to tell you everything you need in this life is right there. Y'all, I've seen in the spirit with some people I've ministered to, and, and, and there have been other ministers too that's in this room, and they'll say, it's right there. It's right above your head. You can see it on them. You can see it on them. Like, God wants to do this thing. Right, it's right there. And you can see it on them. And all they got to do is walk it out in faith. But they can't see it. All they're dealing with is what they can taste, touch, smell, and see. But, y'all, I thank God that the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We need to have our spiritual eyes open. Yeah. I don't care what we're facing. A homeless man with mental health. Crazy stuff going on around us. People dying of coronavirus. All kind of stuff. I don't care. The devil can load it up. And y'all, you know in 2020, he kept loading it up, didn't he? Just kept piling it on. But I kept standing back and at the devil, draw that line in the sand. We are the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against us. And devil, there's more with us than there is with you. Because the Bible said, greater is he that is within me than, than he that is in the world. I can't see him. You can't see the one that's in me. But he's in there. 
and I got the victory. That's why we sing songs like we say, I got the victory. And that's why we stomp on the devil. And no matter what he do, he can pile it on. He can, he can, he can add to the plate. He can try to break us through, through, through mental pressure and through all kind of financial pressure and through relationship pressure and people coming in and out of your life and folks telling you you're not going to make it and folks turning their back on you and the folks that was with you that you thought was with you, thought would help you. They say they will help you. Then you get to the place where you need their help. They say they can't help you. But it don't matter. It don't matter what the devil does. It don't matter what circumstance bring. It don't matter what the life bring. It don't even matter what your mental and emotional state of being says. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We're not looking at what we can see. We look at the things that we can't see. Because the things which we see are temporary. But the things which are unseen are eternal. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. We just keep walking. But that door is closed. There ain't a door that's cement. Just keep walking. Keep just keep walking by faith. Command that door. Command there to be a door. Then command when you get the door, there's going to be a knob. And command the knob to open. When I get there, I'm just going to keep walking it out. Because God say I can have it. I don't care. I'm going to walk out. Somebody had to put their foot in the Red Sea when it was still wet. But they kept on walking. And God split it. And they walked over on dry land. You got to believe it. Before you see it. Can you imagine the people way in the back? There was over two million people walking with Moses. They couldn't see what the people are frustrated. They just saw people walking into the ocean. Hey, like, what? What are they doing? Keep just keep on walking. They going down. What they doing? I can't. What's going? Just keep walking. Keep walking. They kept walking by faith. Somebody say amen. When you can't see his hand, can you trust his heart? Because he loves you. He got plans for you. Plans to prosper. And he showed, he told us what to do. Speak to the mountains. Speak to the mountains. Speak to your problems. Take authority over the devil. That's another key that we have is authority over the enemy. Start speaking. Stop the negative talk. Stop with it. Y'all, when you start walking in faith, there's no excuses. There's no reasons why. The only reason why is because you didn't use your faith. Hello? Amen. I had that back injury a couple weeks ago with, you know, at the gym. And man, that boy that was praying for that prayer, that prayer form of muscle, you know, mom, that push on that sciatic. Oh, Jesus. You ain't never had that. Lord have mercy. Shoot all the way down to your toes. And I woke up in the morning. I was speaking to my back. Hello? I speak to the muscle. I speak to it, right? In the name of Jesus. I speak to that sciatic nerve in the name of Jesus. I command the inflammation to go down. Speaking to it, 
I command you to go down in the name of Jesus. Lay hands on yourself. Speak to your issue. Speak to the issue. There's sometimes you have to talk about your issue. Get wise counsel. Go to counseling. Amen. But 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 wait till you get to the person. Remember the woman that the son died? Everybody kept asking her. She said, No, it's well, it's well, it's well, it's well, it is well, it is well. You lying? No. I'm not telling you nothing with your messy self, no faith, doubting self. I don't need your comments on what I'm going through right now. It is well. But when she got to the man of God, somebody that could help her, she told him all the truth. And then it turned around because he was a man of faith. You can tell people of faith your problem because they're going to start talking faith to you. Amen, right? Yeah, they're not going to talk doubt and unbelief. Mark them people when you talk to them and all they're giving you is doubt and unbelief. Don't tell them nothing else. So I made a mistake. Lord have mercy, okay. Don't say it to them, but just, don't say it to them. But, oh, I should have never told you. <laughs> My mama called me and said, I should have never called so-and-so. <laughs> told them nothing. Amen. You, you got to start marking them people. Amen. Them, you don't talk. You can talk to them other time. And everything going good, but when stuff, when you got challenges, don't talk. Don't call them. Don't even pick up the phone. And the devil let them call you. Don't even pick up the phone if you're not strong enough not to talk to them. I called you last. Yeah, I was going through something, but praise God, I'm out of it now. Hallelujah. Tell them your testimony. But talk to people. They got faith. Are you glad you came to church today? Did you learn something about the keys of the kingdom? It's faith. And the God kind of faith speaks to mountains, speaks to impossibilities, speaks when things, I mean, when you feeling just, oh, it's just, hey, this ain't going to never work. Oh, my God. You ever felt like that? Like, man, what am I doing? This is stupid. Right? Or I'm not going to never get to the end of, you know, college. You remember that? You know, you part, especially the part-timers. Look. Two classes, two classes. Am I going to ever get my bachelor's? Does this even make sense? I'm wasting money. It's like, nah, I can go to UPS, get a job, whatever, like my cousin, right? No, man. Speak to it. Speak to it. No, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish it. And then say to your soul. Sometimes you got to speak to your own soul. The Bible says it. Bless the Lord on my soul. But who was he talking to? His soul. He was telling his soul to bless the Lord. Because his soul didn't feel like blessing the Lord. His mind, his will, and his emotion didn't feel like. But he said, bless the Lord on my soul. And all this was in me. Make your soul rejoice. Come on. That's how you win, y'all. We will win, we will win. But how do we win? By faith. Every head bowed, every eye closed.